Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Top of the List. I'm your host, Dom, here with my co-host, RB. What's up, guys? And um, we were coming just a little bit later than the release of our first episode, uh, just a day after the release of our second episode of Loki. Um, and the reason is because Ryan just got back from vacation. And um, I mean, I just want to know, let, let our fans know, Ryan, how, where'd you go? What'd you do? And how did it go? Yeah. So um, as we as we told the fans a few weeks ago, uh, my girlfriend, Caitlin, is now my fiance, Caitlin. So we we're celebrating our engagement and uh, went to Orlando to see Disney World, Universal, uh, surprise, we ended up making it to SeaWorld as well, but had a great time, really warm in Florida, really warm here in California too, but different kind of warm, but yeah, had an awesome time. Um, Universal is really like a, a moviegoer's paradise. It's really, really impressive. Very different from the one in California. Not as much, you know, focused on like the movie studios mm -hmm. as much as just themed big rides to the movies, but it's really cool. And then Disney, I'm a Disney-holic um, and just what they've done with the Disney World parks. I mean, mind blowing. And of course, capped our last day, we got to go on Rise of the Resistance and the new, um, uh, Star Wars land there. It was incredible. Um, and yeah, really can't wait to get back to Orlando. Um, but also excited to be back here on top of the list discussing Loki, or, you know, uh, really exciting show. And shout out to the people watching on YouTube. Uh, Ryan got me a really cool Deathly Hollows. Um, was this keychain? Keychain. Keychain. Yeah. <laughs> key yeah. And it's really cool. Um, I love everything Harry Potter. Maybe one day we'll release our Harry Potter ranked videos. Um, that that Deathly Hollows keychain was bought in um, actually uh, Nocturne Alley. Nocturne Alley. They have their own really? Nocturne Alley. It's really cool. And we went to Borg <laughs> and Bergs. And yeah. That's where we bought that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, bringing back Harry Potter memories. Yes. Now I want to watch the movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we do need to discuss the MCU's newest installment. Uh, the third MCU TV series, Loki. Yes. And um, I'm going to start off here with my score. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> this is the best one yet. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that we were assuming so. Mm -hmm. um, although WandaVision was still great. I think you and I went back and forth when we first, when we did our Disney uh, D23 release episode. Yeah. We talked about how, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier look good, but we went back and forth on which we were looking more forward to, WandaVision or Loki. But I agree with you. The way they started it here, I think this is going to be the best, head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. And uh, I'm just going to lead it off with yep. my scores. Uh, we're doing episodes one and two. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I am having a hard time picking which one was better. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give both of these episodes a nine out of 10. Okay. I think they're both amazing television, but they're amazing for two different reasons. Um, number one, episode number one, uh, I'm giving it a nine out of 10 just because of the sheer impressiveness, if, if that's a yeah, word, yeah. of the uh, character arc of Loki. Mm -hmm. They caught us completely up to not quite where he was around after Ragnarok, but also like, you know, it caught everyone up to, as to maybe you hadn't seen the films. You were able to still see, okay, where had he been? What happened after? What hasn't this version experienced yet? Mm -hmm. And they did, a, it was really, really done well Absolutely. and they didn't you know it felt like they could have wasted time there but they did a good job yeah it. i think we've talked about this a lot in a lot of the shows we watch on you know explaining a story too much with just the flashback sequence and i really yeah. i really loved how they did it in this episode because um and i'll, I'll give my score for episode one i'm giving episode one a 10 out of 10 okay um i could not find one flaw with this episode 
I loved how the storytelling intertwined with the introduction to the TVA. I love what they're doing with the TVA. I love what they're doing with it visually. I love what yes. the idea behind it. I love how they're executing it. I love um, Owen Wilson as Agent Mobius. So great. I, I mean, uh, Miss Miss Minutes. Yeah. I, I I can't say enough about this episode. Ten out of ten for me. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, for the second one for me. Uh, a, a little bit different, you know, it wasn't that much of let's catch up Loki and, you know, it wasn't like we started off with villain in episode one, we started off with villain Loki. Yeah, I mean, and then by was... the end, they broke him down and he was more of a anti-hero just, right. you know, they broke him down and made him more human. Because this is Loki, uh, if you recall, that has not experienced being a hero in Ragnarok, yes. which he truly was. And then later on into uh, the uh, Infinity War. At the beginning, beginning of, of Infinity, Infinity War, he, he dies. sacrifices yeah. himself. Yeah. yeah, so this is not that Loki. This is Loki who has just been captured by the Avengers at the end of the first Avengers film. Yeah, and then we get to episode two, and they go completely different style here. Um, still thematically the same, but the different oh. style is it becomes a buddy cop detective yeah, story. Yeah, and I thought it was also amazing. It's also a nine out of ten for me. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a big twist, and, mm -hmm. and that's the reason the main difference here. I'm giving this one a nine out of 10 because the big twist at the end. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm going to give the second episode and you guys have heard me say it from the time we started this show. I had a big pacing issue with the second episode. I felt like there were a lot of really slow parts, uh, especially, you know, the looking through different, you know, the, the paperwork scenes for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, you know, in every buddy cop film, we want to see the buddy cops go out and solve, solve mysteries and kick butt. And mm -hmm. we don't care about the paperwork they have to do. And this episode was, there were some heavy paperwork research, heavy scenes. Uh, but, but that means, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That paperwork scene I thought was pretty crucially character. Oh, with, without a doubt. It was just a little slow for my taste it, it compared to episode one. Like they hit the brakes a little there. Yeah. 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 So okay. I'm going right. to give this one an eight out of 10. Okay. Still a great episode without a doubt. The ending, the final 10, 15 minutes of this episode, incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just a little tick below. I mean, like I said, that first episode to me yeah. was a perfect episode of television so the question yeah. I have for you then, it, yeah. you, you're saying it's perfect episode television. Does that mean it's the best MCU TV episode you've seen thus far? Even better than some of the ones in WandaVision? Yeah, I would I would have to go with that for sure. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, was, I liked WandaVision and I think I gave it like an eight and a half out of 10 mm -hmm. overall as a show. But I would say most of the episodes were pretty consistent with that. There were there was maybe a nine or a nine and a half here or there, yeah. but there were also, you know, slower episodes. This yeah. one has definitely been the best TV show. I have been very vocal about how I despise how the MCU has decided to go with these series. Yeah. This is the first one where I'm like, okay, they've figured out what they're doing. Yeah, this one seems like they know what they're doing. And I think it's all thanks to the showrunner in this one. You know, each each show has a different showrunner. And yep. I, I feel like the showrunner in WandaVision did a decent job and then just kind of let us down a little bit there towards the end. You know, mm -hmm. we were... Yeah. We were kind of mixed on that finale, you and I. Yep. And then, of course, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just throughout it, we were both kind of conflicting, just really couldn't find any focus. Right. And, and yeah. this one, it seems like, okay, there's a style here. There's a, a theme, you know, there's all kinds of pizzazz on whatever. I can't think of yeah. any No, that's a good word. Yeah. But it, it just feels like, you know, this is focus. We know, they know what we're doing here. And um, yeah, and that kind of just leads me into our spoiler section. We got to talk a little bit more about details. Yep. So. Wee -oo, wee -oo, wee -oo. yep. So our scores, yep. 
Nine for me for both and uh, 10 and eight. So and eight for you, <laughs> nets out so far, nine out of 10 for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So um, let's, let's start off here with episode one. Yep. And um, in episode one, there's a lot of stuff. First of all, I want to lead off with a theory. Yeah. You know, I, I think that we could talk, you know, minute by minute, but I want to get into my theory. Okay. Yeah. I want to know. I'm really interested to know what you think yeah. if I'm right or wrong here. So to me, the biggest scene besides all of uh, Tom Hiddleston's fantastic acting mm-hmm. was the cartoon sequence yes with uh miss minute miss minute, miss yeah. minute. minute and second. we learn everything about the timekeepers yeah and the tva and um my theory here is and you know it's further reinforced in the episode later when we see that infinity stones are paperweights yeah i think the timekeepers invented the infinity stones and you know they show it in the um in the cartoon sequence there they show the timekeepers kind of creating that time stream you know mm-hmm. the the like the big stream it's very similar to the time stream we got to see in endgame mm-hmm. do you remember the scene with um the ancient one uh, what's her name tilda swain yeah, yeah and um she's showing bruce banner you know if you remove one of the infinity stones it branches off mm-hmm. and to me that was a callback to that scene in endgame yeah and when you i rewatched it and mm-hmm. i looked in the cartoon and if you see if you look closely when they form the time stream like the little cartoon timekeepers they go and they lift their hands up and they form it each of the infinity colors comes out of their fingertips and then molds, uh, into, the, and molds okay, into the time okay, stream. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That there? makes sense. Yeah. So you're saying they invented the infinity stones to keep the timeline in order? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got I it. think that's what's going on. And that's why they had so many time stones in, you know, he says even they're using them as paperweights. Yeah. That's because these branches in time have to do with infinity stones. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you know, Loki uses it, misuses a tesseract or someone gets a hold of the mind stone right you know whatever right. okay so i think that's that, what that could absolutely make sense yeah okay, yeah yeah i like that idea indeed but no i couldn't agree more with you that that the, i love how they handled the cartoon <laughs> sequence yeah. Um, really, really enjoyed uh, the the introduction of the TVA. Once again, we don't see much of it. We got the courtroom sequence. We have the cartoon. Um, and then we get to see Loki walking around with Agent Mobius. And we get to see the actual TVA in this world they live in. And that was very aesthetically pleasing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the big reveal of the actual city itself. Yeah. It's almost like I think the TVA must exist out of time in some way or in its own yeah. reality. And that's, that's essentially what Mobius, Owen Wilson says, is that, yeah, time works a little different here. I don't know yeah. how long I've been here. Yeah. And he's he's got an intriguing backstory, too. I'm interested Owen to see Wilson more about him. as Agent Mobius is really good. Yeah. I like him a lot. But, um, you know, of course, I think we need to just discuss for a moment here, Tom Hiddleston. I mean, how great of an actor is this guy that not only has he played this character all the way through Ragnarok and Infinity War, and we've seen that character arc, Mm -hmm. but he's able to go snap right back to where he was in 2012 when Avengers came out and he doesn't miss a beat. He does, but he doesn't. You're right. But he is, he does look a little old. He looks much different. A little older. Looks different, but I mean, the personality, the tone of his voice, the way he talks and everything is just like spot on. Like he picked up that character right where he left off in 2012. And that's extremely impressive. (laughs) It's so impressive to me. And um, is there any big standout moments that I forgot here in the first episode? Uh, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's excellent. I love what they do with the the collar on him. That is a great little, um, you know, callback there with the, you know, it starts off with the collar and then he, you know, figures out how to use it against his enemies. And that whole sequence at the end where he, I, I, you know what, actually I do. Big standout moment is when he sees that drawer of the infinity stones and he has that moment of, of, 
revelation. Yeah. Uh, you know, are you the most powerful beings in the world? Yeah. Is this the yeah, that, real greatest is. power? In yeah, the that, that's exactly the line. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, I thought that was a, a big standout moment, and because that's a big aha moment for all of us. It yeah. almost takes you aback to to see all the infinity stones there when he's asking for the tesseract and they open up the drawer. Yeah, and it takes you a minute. Are those infinity stones? Like, jeez, yeah. yeah. And it it kind of is a big moment for the MCU as a whole. I felt like this episode, I, I think one of the reasons you gave it a 10 out of 10 is because it feels like it's changing what we know of as the MCU. And the Infinity Stones are no longer important. Finally, because that was my problem so far going into these first two shows is it's just more of the same. Yeah. And this is finally giving us something different yes. away from the Infinity Saga. Yes. yes, WandaVision was different in its structure, right. but it was still focused around Vision, who's essentially an Infinity Stone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and in this one, they're saying, no, they're paperweights. Forget yes, about those exactly, Infinity Stones. Exactly. Here's the Timekeepers. Here's the TVA. Here's Multiverse. This is the new MCU. Yes, and, and I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm excited, finally, because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was watching after the first two, and then we just saw the trailer for Eternals when we went and saw mm-hmm. Cruella, and I was just like, or Eternals and Seven Rings. Yeah. Uh, Shang, Shang, Shang Chi. Chi. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know where they're going with this, but I'm finally back, back in and bought in. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, you know, we learn at the end that uh, they're enlisting Owen Wilson's character, Agent Mobius, enlisting Loki to hunt down himself. Yes. Uh, as a variant on the loose, yes. causing mischief, which is what Loki what does. What Loki does, exactly, yeah. And that picks us up in episode two here, Ryan. And um, I think that, once again, the direction here, the, the way that the showrunner is um, creating this show here is doing really well because we open with a misdirect. We open and we see a renaissance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, are we going that far back in time? Then it says 1985. 1985, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I love that. It's it's saying that, yeah, this show isn't just about the God of Mischief. The show itself is mischievous. Yeah. And that yeah. was that was a big, uh, put a big smile yeah. on my face. Yeah, I could. I agree. Absolutely. And I, I didn't think of it that way, that yeah. the show is being mischie- mischievous. Yeah. But I, I love that interpretation of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And um. You know, we see the variant Loki steal our, um, I forget what those things are. Reset charges. Reset charges. And um, we see by the end of the episode why. Mm. And uh, I mean, should we just go into the big twist or is there anything else? I mean, like I said, I felt like the middle of this episode Mm. was very slow and I'm perfectly okay with going into, yeah, the the twist in the end of this episode. So they figure out that the Loki variant is hiding in an apocalypse event, right? And And they're able to discover which apocalypse because he leaves a candy wrapper. He leaves a candy wrapper and we go to actually our future, 2050 in Alabama. Yep. And um, I thought it was really cool. First, first big Easter egg. I'm not sure if you picked up on it, Ryan, big corporation in the Marvel comics rocks on. Okay, I, yeah, didn't know. And what was it, Rocks, rocks Carts or Rocks Yeah, Mart? Rock, Rocks Cart, I think. Yeah, Rocks Cart, yeah, that's which, the which shopping center. Which is this giant shopping center that has a hurricane uh, yep. shelter that they're trying to shuttle, uh, huddle everyone in for the hurricane. Obviously, there's an apocalypse, everyone in this area of Hidden Hills, Alabama or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, is going to die, which is why our Loki variant is hiding out there. Yeah, and for those of you that have played the... Um, I think you've heard of it, right, Ryan? The Spider-Man PS PS5 game. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Morales is in that one um, from you know Spider Verse, and it's he has his own game on PS5, and uh, the corporation he faces against is Roxxon. So go. it's okay. very intertwined with Marvel, and I don't know if it's going to be a big player, but I like that little Easter egg they get right, in there. Right. And then of course we get to see uh, some powers being used by both our variant of Loki. You know, he cleans his clothes. Yeah, dries off his clothes. And I like how they explained magic a little bit because I did need a refresher. You know how he explains before they leave. 
he says, you know, what um, image duplication is versus Vers yeah. what he said is like mm -hmm. changing each molecule, mm -hmm. which was like, okay, so it is like scientific, but it's also magic. And right. I like how Loki even knew that. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. But then we get to see the real deal. Right. And we get to see some mind control, some, what is it like you're putting your consciousness? I, I don't know if it's mind control as much as, yeah, just a consciousness in a different body. Yeah. They able to Loki our variant Loki, not our Loki that we know yeah. is going from body to body, you know, to, as a misdirect. Mm -hmm. um, and he, it's, it's really impressive too, because these are all different actors yeah. portraying Loki yeah. um, and doing a great job as far as I'm concerned, yes. whether it's uh the agent he's with yep. uh or randy who yeah. works at rocks rocks cart Ro rocks cart rocks, yeah, yeah. Rocks cart. <laughs> uh, or you know our big local boy from alabama mm -hmm. um i think and, and a good all, little fight sequence there yeah too. yeah i think they all do an excellent job though for sure but our big reveal is uh we're going to be getting a female version of loki ryan what's your takeaway with this i'm excited to see it i i liked how they explained that you know not everyone on a timeline is the same person, shape or form. And they're scrolling through all the different versions of Loki. And yeah. I, I like this. Uh, I like this rendition of Loki and I'm excited to see where they go. The Easter egg that you caught on though, that you said you saw this, not so much an Easter egg as much as foreshadowing that you saw coming. I'll, I'll let you call to that. Oh yeah. So yeah. in the first episode, when we see Loki's case file, I think it's agent Morbius has it and he's mm -hmm. looking through it and they show a close up there and under Loki's gender, they say fluid, which was kind of my first hint as to, these Loki variants can not only look different, but be of a different gender as right. well, which is really cool. Yeah. I thought that, and then, you know, of course they showed the hologram of troll Loki. Right. Love that. <laughs> and all the other different Loki variants. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool. But um, I guess in the comics, if you want to read back into the comics a little bit, Lady Loki is definitely okay. a member of the comics. So I was very, not, not like I guessed it right away, but I had a strong feeling that they were going to do something like this. Mm -hmm. And it's totally different from what it was in the comics. In the comics, Lady Loki is um, kind of like the way they demonstrated in the Rocks cart. Uh, Loki puts his consciousness into a woman ah, okay. because his old body is dying. Got it. And he okay. becomes Lady Loki in the comics. And that's a whole, the whole storyline there. So um, they're definitely taking a little bit of a different spin here, connecting it with the TVA, which also is part of the comics as well. Mm -hmm. But um, man... I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> well, yeah. They, I mean, let, let's talk about the end. Yes. She's finally, this lady Loki, if you will, uh, drops all these reset charges yes. into different times in the world and is now creating a true multiverse. What the timekeepers have created this, uh, what do they call it? The uniform time, the sacred timeline. Sacred timeline. To sort of counteract. And this is Loki at Loki's finest creating mischief. Absolutely. And I think this is what's going to be creating our multiverse of madness. Yes, yes. And it's really exciting to see because not only, uh, you know, the promise of this show, what it can accomplish in this show, but it's going to splinter into the following movies, right. including the entire universe of the MCU. Because right. I don't know if you noticed, Ryan, I had to go back and pause it. Um, but like when they're on their TV screens, they see the splinters coming out of the sacred timeline. Right. If you pause it, I, I did. And they show each splinter where it's at and it said earth and it said eon which is or ego sorry ego which mm -hmm. is peter quill's yeah, dad right and it said um hala which is where captain marvel started mm -hmm. and it said all these other familiar familiar planets asgard all these other things yeah all these planets we've seen in the mcu are going to be changed and i think it can definitely um i love what they're doing with this we've alluded to it before what you said is coming in the next spider-man film yeah that we're going to get an understanding now on maybe how they're going to tie in. We said maybe Andrew Garfield's character yes. as Spider-Man to 
Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. So maybe that's what we're going with, with this idea of different timelines. It, it explains yeah. why there are different, you know, renditions of superheroes in and different films. If you think about it, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yeah. How do they get home to their correct timeline? Right. Yeah. yeah there you go. I think that's what they're going for here yeah. and I'm all in for it. Um, so um, now final thought here, I just want to probe your, pick your brain. And as far as this goes, is the timekeepers and the TVA a sham? And that's kind of my biggest question walking into here because I'm not sure if the, like, you know, the agents and stuff, how they don't remember like how long they've been there. They don't know. They only exist apparently in this. Right. Is it, like a thing where their minds have been erased, like in like WandaVision, WandaVision, you're saying. I am curious to see that. I, I possibly, but I don't know that it's a sham per se. Okay. I think maybe they're they're all variants, you know, okay. like Loki. Good. Point. That's sort of where I'm going. With I think it. you're right. And I'm I'm curious where we're going with the jet ski. That's what leads yes. me to believe it. I'm I'm curious that maybe Owen Wilson, Agent Mobius, has a background that we don't know, and that maybe that he doesn't even know that. But he's he's got hints of it, like the jet yes. ski. So maybe yes. we'll get more of an understanding uh, to that. And and are the timekeepers are the timekeepers really who they say they are? Right. Yeah. And that's the big question. I don't right. know. And I think maybe Lady Loki does know. Mm. And mm. I think that's kind of the mysteriousness behind her character. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very excited for next week's episode. Yeah. Same. Same. So. Uh, I think overall, though, we're very pleased with Loki and excited to see where it goes and where the MCU is going. At least I know, Dom, you're, you're pretty much on the MCU train. Very excited. Yes. I was falling off a little bit. I'm back full on, full yes. speed ahead. So awesome. really excited about that. Excellent. Yeah. So um, next week we'll be uh, doing a uh, virtual episode because I'll be on vacation and Ryan, you'll be on vacation. Yep. So yep. Uh, we'll get you guys uh, back to the old style of top of this, a little <laughs> Zoom convo. Yep. Uh, next Wednesday and we'll uh, pick it up there with episode three um, as far as other episodes go we're just going to be going by uh, week by week in this TV show and we'll try to find some movies we want to talk well, about got, especially we've got Black Widow coming out soon but of course um, I'm very excited tonight I'm going to see uh, In the Heights mm-hmm. um, no it's on HBO Max but not missing that one in the theaters on the yeah. big screen so In the yeah. Heights we got Black Widow coming next week or the following? July 9th. I July think. 9th. July We've 9th. got, we may do a review of Luca, which is coming out pretty soon yes, as well. The new absolutely. Disney Pixar film. Very excited about that. Um, what else am I missing? I know we've got a lot of great films coming. There's Hitman's so Wife, Bodyguard, maybe. I know you haven't seen the yeah. original, so maybe we'll do a two-parter reviewing like both of those, those films. Parters, yeah, because yeah, I'm a huge fan of the original. And come on, it's Sam Jack and Ryan Reynolds. How, yeah, how, I love those guys. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's and, um, you know, you got to give credit to... Uh, God, why am I blinking on her name? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek yeah, yeah Selma Hayek, say. who's who's excellent in it. So, awesome. well, excellent in the first one, and the second one, it's going to be more of her story as the hitman's wife. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So we got some stuff coming up for you guys, but most immediately, episode three of Loki coming at you next Wednesday. We'll see you guys then. Have a great rest of your week. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want to see more of our videos. We're also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts if you want to listen to the audio-only version. Um, with that said, Ryan, you want to take us out? Yeah. So thank, thanks guys for watching another episode of top of the list. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.